On the new podcast, American Criminal, you'll learn about the fraud, theft, and murder that marks the dark side of the American dream. Like the Menendez murders, was it two greedy kids who killed their parents for money, or is there more? Listen to American Criminal wherever you get your podcasts. Is your imagination running? Then you'd better catch it this week on the Story Song Podcast. Hey everybody, welcome back to the Story Song Podcast. I'm Dan McInerney. I'm Rachel Oaks. And I'm Michael Gazelle. Every episode we walk you through the world of a story song. And this week, um, I'm afraid, unfortunately, that we're going to bump up against the limits of the podcast format. Mm -hmm. (laughs) Uh, Because what you guys at home cannot see is that while we are doing this episode, Rachel and Michael and I are going to be doing a very intricate dance. That's Um, right. (laughs) And it's gonna be it's gonna be right like we're gonna be perfectly in sync. Mm-hmm. Uh, there's gonna be a lot of hand motions, a lot of sliding. It's, it looks amazing. It's we're doing in, it right now, you it's guys. It's incredible. Every yeah. word that's being said is choreographed mm. to a yeah. T. <laughs> and we are wearing the most fabulous suits mm. you have mm-hmm. ever seen. And you guys, so many we are nailing it. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> that's the thing. We're not just doing it. We are. Yeah, we it's- are on. Point. You know who I, f- I, you know who I feel bad for? The world. Because they'll never see yeah. it. <laughs> no, I know. This isn't a video podcast. I mean, all this he- work for nothing. But in a way, I think it's 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 better this way because yeah. the world would be overcome with the mm-hmm. joy and the splendor of us. It's sure. just a, it would be a blinding light. I mean, I do I do feel bad. I mean, many months of eight hour grueling rehearsals, uh all for nothing. But I do not regret the matching suits. No. Because they look no. fantastic. You'll we get so great. much. You'll get so much use out of them. Yeah, 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 yeah. Um, so uh, all of that was because we're doing the song, uh, just by imagination. Open parentheses, running away with me. Close parentheses. <laughs> um, by the Temptations, mm-hmm. you guys. Our first um, Temptation song. Yeah, very exciting. Um, and 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 sort of in this, uh, what would you call this? genre besides like r&b sort of just like a very like smooth you know cool kind of thing like um you know it just it hits the brain real nice that's, all I'm gonna say. <laughs> that's just, true yeah that's true it's, it's you know what down. it is in in relation to the song itself and to the the sound of the song it's dreamy it is mm, dreamy yes. yes that is a good that is a good adjective that's yeah. right michael um, I feel like we're on Sesame Street. Um, okay. <laughs> now show us far. <laughs> uh, Michael, why don't you yes. tell us the, the story of this story song? Well, just my imagination, open parentheses, running away with me, close parentheses, uh, is the story of a man who basically he just gets lost in the fantasy of a romance uh, with a woman that he sees every day, but he doesn't know her. Right. And she does not know him. Right. She's just a woman who innocently walks down his street every day. Yeah. And, and he just sort of envisions his life with her um, and reminds himself that none of this is real. It's just his imagination. Right. 
right? He Running like away with him. Yeah, he seems like he's really fighting a Jekyll and Hyde situation. <laughs> <laughs> oh, there's a potion. He drinks a potion. Did I not say that? For- I always forget to mention the potion. Yeah. You're always forgetting potions, Michael. That's the thing I say about you. <laughs> All the time. Each day through my window, I watch her as she passes by. I say to myself, you're such a lucky guy. To have a girl like her is truly a dream come true. Out of all the fellows in the world, she belongs to Just my imagination Running away with me To have a girl like her is truly a dream come true. Out of all the fellows in the world, she belongs to you. All right, so I'm just going to stop reading there and just say this sounds great. Yeah. Um, <laughs> End of healthy, song. He's got a healthy relationship going on. Um, she apparently, you know, I don't know why she apparently isn't like in a nearby apartment. She walks by. He gets to watch her every day. Yeah. Uh, this this uh, woman that he's in love with, she's in love with him. Everything's fine. Yeah, they're Nothing taking it, going Maybe on. they're taking it slow. Maybe they're taking it slow. Yeah. She's in one house. He's sure. in another house. And, uh, right. Just... Taking it real slow. Yeah. Like, <laughs> that's walking like past someone's- Even before introductions. Right. I would say walking past someone's house, I believe that's called Canadian second base. I, I haven't checked, <laughs> but I'm pretty sure. <laughs> or, you know, at this point, you're thinking- He's watching her as she sort of maybe she's coming home from work or going to work, mm. and he's he mm-hmm. knows she's coming home. And much like a puppy dog, he's watching her come home <laughs> through the window and sure. just thinking, "I'm such a lucky guy. I'm yeah. Such a lucky guy. This is so sweet right now. So sweet. <laughs> Can we stop here? <laughs> sure. <laughs> um. Well, I within accordance to the format of the show, I'm going to continue reading. Um, and then say, let me see what's up. But it was just my imagination. Oh, no. Uh, but it was just my imagination running away with me. It was just my imagination running away with me. Um, so, no, he, is, he does not know this woman. Yeah. Total strangers. Uh, but, but we don't he, know that yet. We just right. know that they're not together. That's True. Right. True. This but, gets farther and farther. This the interesting thing about this song that is different than many other songs like this is instead of getting closer, the more we find out, the further <laughs> apart these people become. That's true. That is very Michael's, true. Michael's right. In this first part, you could think you could think either a oh it's her it's his it's his ex girlfriend so no mm-hmm. longer they're not together any longer or it's a friend that he sees and he doesn't, you know, and he's like, right. but she's not, she's not mine. Yeah. Actually, I do have to say when I was, when I was younger and quite honestly, by younger, I mean, probably a week ago, that's not true. Mm-hmm. But, but I did think it was like somebody who had lost, uh, lost mm-hmm. their loved one is not the way to go, but who's somebody who, who's, it was their ex. Right. That was always yeah. my thought. Up until recently, uh, I'd always just sort of, you know, like you, how you kind of 
half pay attention to the lyrics or to the verse right. and then you get to the chorus and it's like oh my god this is the most beautiful chorus <laughs> that was ever written and then you sing along and it gets great but i not really paying too much attention to the verse um i always thought it was like either an unrequited love song yep. or or that for some reason they weren't together they used to be together they're not together and he's envisioning them together again yeah right or or somebody that he loves who doesn't love him and he's envisioning them together but it's just his imagination and that's fine. It's yeah. it's sad, but it's fine. Sure. This is different. Yeah. But at <laughs> yeah. this point, there does feel like there's a sense of familiarity. As, yes. As there is supposed to be, right? Like, yeah. that's yeah, yeah. the whole point of this is he knows her. He knows this one. He's a lucky guy. He's lucky. He knows everything about her. They belong yeah. together. He's pictured well, the entirety of their lives. Right. Yeah. Yeah, and that's the thing too is is that it's it's gone beyond him being like I wonder what it'd be like like he's imagined such a world that now he's like man you're a lucky guy to have this imaginary relationship uh, right. with this person who does not know you <laughs> like of all the guys of all the imaginary guys in the world <laughs> she imaginarily picked you <laughs> amazing <laughs> how did I how did I ever pretend get so lucky right. to have a fake girl not fall in love with me? <laughs> oh, I guess she's not a fake girl. She's, she's a real, a girl. real person. <laughs> what if in the end, or maybe not? Who knows? Well, it's like, what if the twist is at the end that she was just like a cardboard cutout she, that was like in the window across the street just, from his house? She's one of those flally arm guys. He looks across <laughs> from a car dealership. He's like, she that has was, the most gorgeous flying long arms and her dance moves mm. i she just the way she's she so bends tall. around with the wind mm. i feel like i definitely saw that jerry springer back in the day the, <laughs> the i fell in love with the floppy arm guy from in front of the yeah. uh, car dealership yeah 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 yeah, yeah. yeah. Um, then it turned out he was not the father and he ran out of his head um so uh yeah when when he says uh this is truly a dream come true mm -hmm. This line could not be more foreshadowing yes. if it tried. That's true. Yeah. Actually, yeah. it would give well, it away if he just yeah. said, this is truly, uh, to have a girl like her is truly a dream. Right. <laughs> 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 um, so it's just his imagination running away with me. So, so let's break down what's happening here. So this girl walks past every day, and yep. he's just, he's imagined this whole life for himself, right? Right. Mm -hmm. But obviously that's not his life. So what is going on in his life? You know what I mean? Well, like, this is something by, this this this, yeah. This is something by this Boo girl. Radley, right? Yeah, yes. yeah. <laughs> he sees this girl outside the window every day. Mm-hmm. That's it. <laughs> okay. Yeah, I mean, he knows, I mean, this song. Like, why, why well, doesn't he talk to her? Why doesn't he try to talk to her? I, I think maybe he's he doesn't. in the window. There's a couple of things. He's a mannequin mm -hmm. in a window, a la okay, chef fair. of today's special. Uh, or, uh, or, uh, again, <laughs> a Canadian second base. This, this, this all takes place in Canada. Not, now it's all adding up. <laughs> I am really going to be interested to see how many people get that reference. But um, the I, other I thing think that this would be a really interesting reverse mannequin two on the move. Yes. Oh, yes. There you go. Yeah, yeah. There you or go. just regular mannequin one, but mannequin two on the move is funnier. 
Yeah. Mm. The the or it's the so either he's a mannequin or he is a shut-in or mm-hmm. he has focused on her so much that he knows the exact moment that she will be passing his window every day and so makes sure to be there every day. And of those right. three things, I think the idea of him being a mannequin is the least creepy. <laughs> <laughs> but that I mean it is a wonderful song. When you when you read into it, you're like this is this could go off the rails. It doesn't because I think right. they cut it the good news is, I mean, don't don't listen to the extended version because the next verses <laughs> after the end get real creepy. But no, mm. <laughs> but but it could go down a creepy route. It doesn't. But those are my right. three things of what it could be: mannequin, shut in, creepy stalker. Mm-hmm. Well, I mean, I I think the third option is the true option. I mean, right. the question of how creepy. But um, I mean, does he set I mean, an alarm every day when he knows that well, she's going to be yeah. walking that's, to work? That's a per- that's a great question, Michael. Because yes, Rachel, you brought up something I had not thought of. That yeah, he has to be at the window. Right. Well, yeah, there's two things. Either he knows exactly what time she's going to pass, so he he knows to be at the window, or he's just sitting at the window for like right. a a window of an hour, right, in order to make sure that he sees her walk past. Right. So he's just sitting there staring out the window, waiting until the f- five seconds which he walks past his window. Well, maybe, maybe, like you said before, maybe she's on her way to work and yeah. he's, he's just got like this giant, beautiful window and he's sitting mm-hmm. there eating his breakfast every day and he's not going to work because he's got a giant place that he he doesn't have to go to work. So right. <laughs> he's sitting there I mean, having breakfast in front of right. this gigantic window and he sees her like, "Oh, hey, there's that lady." Right. Yeah. I mean, he's always at work cuz he's a mannequin, but yeah. Yes, I, I agree. <laughs> you I see mean, the scarf? The scarf is my job. The, the, <laughs> Look, that I is wish... a mannequin's job. A mannequin's job is the clothing. <laughs> yeah. What do you do for a living? Hat. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> that's, that's how mannequins talk to each other. How about you? Oh, I used to be pant, but now, now I'm vest and jacket. Oh, okay. Mm. I'm. Uh, I got moved to the sporty section, so I'm uh, head. Headband and socks right now. <laughs> pretty excited about. I used to pretty pants. Exci- now I shoes. <laughs> yeah. P- pretty excited about the new direction in my life. Uh, I gotta be honest with you. It's going great. Um, uh, uh, <laughs> <laughs> can't wait until I get promoted to winter coats. Yeah. <laughs> um, <laughs> Just imagine being in a Christmas window. Anyway. Mm, oh God. Oh, man, that is the ultimate. That's like a, being a CEO. Yeah. Mm-hmm. In the mannequin world. That's the dream job. Yeah. Um, I think the hope, my hope about this gentleman is that it is exactly what Michael says. I mean, she's going to work. He's does shift work and he leaves a little bit later. So he just sees mm-hmm. her every day. He just knows I'm having my breakfast. I'm having my muesli and coffee. <laughs> and she walks by and it's the pr- best part of my day. Mm. That's my hope. And, and then his imagine imagination runs away with him. Right. Then he, he then he's late for dreaming. work. Yeah. Right. 
But all I'm saying is... Yeah, he doesn't like, purposely go late to work just to, to see her walk to work. Right. Right. But I guess the only thing I'm saying is, and I'm giving advice to a fictional person in a 50-year-old song, <laughs> but um, if you know what time she's passing, how about you just be like, putting out the garbage cans at that time, right? I was using air quotes there. Oh. I mean, obviously, you could physically be doing it. But just have an excuse to be outside and just say hi, right? Oh, hey, how you doing? Right? Start there, right? And see if you can, if you can escalate it to it. And then also, that's a good thing to do because you might be like, hey, how you doing? Uh, just putting out some garbage here. Nice day out, huh? Spring's finally here. And she might be like, shut up, loser. Don't talk to me. And and now you know, oh, okay. Actually, she's a terrible person. Yeah. You get closure. So, yeah, exactly. I can I they can snap me out of my imagination. But so, but mm-hmm. maybe that's his fear and he, mm. his uh his right. ability to dream and make the imagination run away with him and have this full fantasy world is mm-hmm. enough for him. And he right. it's not, you know, it's it's not um, sullied by her calling right. him a loser because he's <laughs> putting out the trash. Hey, garbage boy. <laughs> nice he's, garbage. He's afraid. I mean, it's recycling, <laughs> but I guess. <laughs> oh, you make waste. The planet. <laughs> right. He he's afraid that his his real life with her would not right be equal to his imaginary life with her. Well, right. it's, because yeah, it's he's just, been imagining it for so long. Yes. And it's just easier to imagine, right? Because once you once it's reality, now you have to deal with reality. Sure. But you can always just imagine everything's perfect all the time. And if he goes outside to meet her, what does he say? He's just like, trash cans. I have trash cans. <laughs> <laughs> he, oh, he's only smooth in song and imagination. He yeah, he gets right. very nervous things. when he has to talk. When he has to actually talk, it's, it gets rough. Yeah. Um... I stare at you every day. Um, so, <laughs> see that window, right? I'm in there. That's why. That's why I watch you. Um, I'm hat today. <laughs> um, so he says, or maybe he is trying to get outside, but he's a mannequin. He moves real slow, <laughs> just very slowly. She's like walks past. She's like, is that the sound of a plastic hand banging on a glass window? So. <laughs> <laughs> So this escalated. Um, <laughs> so I think it's fine. He he wants to take her to a house in the middle of nowhere. <laughs> mm-hmm. Where they'll live together. Sure. Right. And he's planned out, like, how many children they're going to have. Right. Yeah. That's fine. I- That's, yeah. He could visualize it all. When he says, uh- I could visualize it all. That is a very Temptations moment, and it's very, like, the harmonies there are oh. so cool. You can mm. hear the hands 
in in like a waterfall motion. You can hear the arms moving <laughs> yes, from yes. shoulder to hip, right? Mm-hmm. Uh, yep. It's so great. It is an it's amazing. I mean, I don't know if you guys know this, but the Temptations are pretty good harmony. Um, mm-hmm. They're sort of known for it, but it is a really great line that I can visualize it all. Uh, it's like picture it, Sicily, nineteen twenty. <laughs> yeah, but I listen. This is the way, if you're going to have your imagination run away with you, at least it's that, getting married, raising a family. Mm. That's true. His, his, mean, his imagination is like a beautiful country home versus like, I'm going to go say hi and take out the trash. Yeah, right. yeah. Listen, have I had uh, my imagination run away with me where I and Tom Hardy are like raising, you know, bull mastiffs on like the French yeah. Riviera? Sure. Yeah. Sure. Yeah, yeah. That's natural. Absolutely. That's, I mean, it's not, there's, Tom Hardy shouldn't be afraid of mm, me. He, what he mm. should do is return my phone calls. Yeah. But, <laughs> you know, things happen. But, but it could, what I'm saying is, you, people, you know, this fantasy is a fantasy, it's a very, like, tame fantasy considering what it could be. And sure. so, thank goodness. Sure. So. I mean, Rachel, I mean, absolutely, like, am I, have I fantasized? About me and Tom Hardy raising bull mastiffs? Uh, yes, of course. Yeah. Uh, I have. Um, not and- in a romantic way. I just, yeah. I, I just think, I think he'd be a great. I'd be, I think he'd be great at it. I think we'd have a really nice business. I think, yeah. Of, um, of breeding and selling bull mastiffs. Yes, he'd ab- take care absolutely. of those I dogs. Think, yeah, yeah. I just feel like we can make like a lot of money doing I think it. So, so I um, think so. so if you, if you, if he could return my calls as well, uh, that would, that would be great. Yeah. I just, I have like, I'm sure. Sure. and look at your proposal for a bull mastiff breeding. <laughs> Sure, my, uh, the, yeah. I have a, a fantasy yeah. of uh, raising bull mastiffs, but Tom Hardy would be the guy who takes them to the the um, dog show and mm. like <laughs> runs them up and down the. There you sure. go. Sure, sure, sure. Yeah, yeah, he's the handler. I guess is what they're called. Mm. Yeah, that's right. Yeah, absolutely. I like it. Um, the, Tom the, Hardy, my company's handler. gonna be called. What? My company's gonna be called. Oh yeah, yeah. My well, my company's gonna be called Hardy's Hounds. Um, <laughs> I know. <laughs> I know both mastiffs aren't hounds, uh, but it just the, the alliteration just works too well. So that's right. I, yep. no that's that's what you want to call show dogs. Mastiffs. Yeah, hounds. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> oh my god. Uh, anyway, so yeah, I mean, you know, this is a perfectly innocent fantasy. Like Michael said, he's just taking her to a house in the middle of nowhere where she can't possibly escape from. Uh, but other than that, um, you know, it's a totally innocent fantasy where they're gonna get married, have some kids. Um, and he says, this couldn't be a dream for it seems so real. Now, this is the part where I'm starting to get a little worried. For too real, it all seems, which is such a complicated sentence. It is. Well, Um, it is also something that a person just this side of losing it might say. (laughs) Right. That, this is the part where, like, because he's like, but I, this can't be a fantasy, can it? Because it, it just feels so real. It feels like it's really happening. This is the part. Because, like, look, guys, I do a lot of fantasizing, okay? Every every morning in the shower, okay, I go on Tuck, I'm, I'm Tucker Carlson's show. <laughs> no, no, every, every morning in the shower, I go on Tucker Carlson's show, and I tell him what for. To the yeah. point where I don't know why he keeps having me on the show. Because I just keep <laughs> destroying him every day. <laughs> But this is the, I mean, he's flabbergasted. He's like, I don't even know what to say. He's totally flabbergasted by me <laughs> destroying him with facts and logic. But, um, but my point though, is that like, I understand that it's not actually happening. 
right? right? There's no confusion. It's just a little fantasy that I have. So I, but here where he's like, it, it seems so real. It seems like I, you know, this must actually be happening because how could it not? It feels so real. This is where I'm starting to get a little nervous. Okay. Yes. It's, it's starting to go beyond the innocent. The, the lines are starting to get blurred. Um, to the point that he has to finally go outside and talk to this woman and be like, I'm sorry, do we have a country house? Right. <laughs> How many kids do we have? I mean, do we have kids? I mean, do we have t- two trash. or three? I know it's I know it's one or the other. It's either two or three kids that we have. <laughs> woman whose name I do not know. Every night on my knees I pray. Dear Lord, hear my That's a lot to take in. Um, <laughs> here is. Let's start with this bridge is very cool. It's let's very start there. Oh yeah, it's, it's such su- a great bridge. It's incredibly dreamy. Yeah, it has a real ethereal feel to it. My the vocals, question- the vocals in the song are just start to finish amazing. I mean, that's the Temptations, but like amazing. But yeah, so even the fra- getting <laughs> even the phrasing of it is the the way they put the phrases together of music together. It's really incredible. It's perfect. Yes. Now, (laughs) in terms of content. So my question is this. This could go one of two ways. Uh, And again, both ways have their own issues. But is this him saying every night on my knees I pray and this whole thing until but in reality? Um. That whole phrase of being on his knees and praying and he'd surely die and her arms enfold him, is that in his imagination? Or is he now saying that Uh, in reality, he he prays every night? Right. Don't ever let another take her love from me or I will surely die. Mm. Wait, say that again? So, well, here's what I'm going to say. I was certainly taking it as he was actually doing this in, in reality, right? Um, so that's the concerning one. Right. Well, <laughs> if that's true, what I was going to say was when he says, dear Lord, hear my plea. Don't ever let her take her love from me or surely I would die. Um, I believe the Lord's response is, uh, don't take the strong way, but, uh, cringe. Um, <laughs> and then also don't involve me in this. You're on your own, buddy. Um, uh, Michael, what Rachel is saying is that is he is he actually getting down on his knees and praying, please don't let her take a love from me, or in his imagination, like in his country home, with his three two or three oh. kids, sound it's, safely sound asleep. Yeah. Is he imagining that this is what he would do because he's so in love with her? Is this like in a little shop of horrors? You know, a little shop of horrors where she has the mm-hmm. the dream. You know, and the I plant, think, not the plant, the original Audrey. Oh. Oh, she talks about okay. a pl- somewhere, somewhere that's, that's green. green. In yeah. somewhere that's green, is this a somewhere that's green, or is it a, a him? Huh? Him feeding people to a plant? <laughs> like <they're just laughs> there, you know? 
Um, I think that's an interesting point. I I always assumed that it was that this is what he was really doing. Mm-hmm. That he was that this was his prayer. That like, right? She and I think I she think just gave me chills. reading into it. <laughs> uh, don't let ever let another take her love from me. It, I think that's his way of saying like, don't let her fall in love with anybody else. Let her fall in love with me. Healthy, just just so healthy. Well, I mean, he hasn't recycling isn't until like Wednesday, so he'll right. he'll talk to her then. <laughs> um, I mean, well, first of all, like he knows nothing about her, so right. she could be she could be thrice divorced uh, at this point, as far as he knows. You know what I mean? Um, and then, uh, yeah. Second of all, like you know, don't let her fall in love with anyone else but me, my dude. No, I I understand imagination is fun. But like you you you're gonna have to you're gonna have to try to do something because if she literally doesn't know you, there's no way she can fall in love with you. But in the next part, her love is heavenly. When her arms enfold me, I hear a tender rhapsody. That's not happening. Right. So is it right? Not but I just... but I think he's but I think this the lines between reality and fantasy are blurring. So I mm, right? I'll go with you guys on that. However. Mm-hmm. But I do, I do like your reading of it, though, Rachel. This is well. This is because here is the thing. I what I like to think is these three, uh, you know, these three verses or two verses in a bridge, I guess you'd call it. Um, mm-hmm. they are him getting deeper and deeper, his imagination running away with him more and more, and then he snaps back into uh, into reality with. But in reality, she doesn't even mm. know me. Right. Yeah, so I like that. That makes me feel better. Close. <laughs> he's this close to completely turning 100%. And then he snaps himself back into reality. Of, she doesn't even know me. What am I doing here? I'm well, there, 15 minutes late for my mannequin job. <laughs> <laughs> there, there is that. That, that, that but in reality line shows that he is still in touch with reality. Like yes. it's just it's just a way to pass the time for him. It's just like a nice thought that he's having. Right. So I do like your reading of of it being like if they were together, if they had this country house, every night this would be his prayer right. that they stay together forever. Yes. I I prefer that. Okay. <laughs> I thought you were gonna be like that's nicer. I thought you were gonna be like, I prefer if he's praying to the Lord every night to make sure this woman never falls in love. Doesn't mean he's going to wake up. Right. He's going to approach her. Just never, ever, ever let anybody fall in love with her. Yeah. Right. I hope. mean, it's certainly, it's certainly better, but it is still a little weird to be like, man, if we were in love, I would pray every <laughs> night that she wouldn't leave me. Like, That's true too. Well, then, mean, then there's that. And if they have, he's just he's yeah. just going real deep, is what I'm trying to right. say. Right, and if he's they really those... deep in the fantasy, even now. in his fantasy, there's a lot of insecurity. <laughs> well, and that, and he's like, <laughs> right. you know, right, like he's imagining like how they would like break up like the household budget, you know, and be like, <laughs> well, I mean, I guess it would make sense if I pay for the heating and she pays the cable bill, you know, and it's like, all right, my dude, just like maybe you're a little getting a little too deep on. And this I'll one. say this, and. It's even in the fantasy, at some point, let's say they have those um, Lucy and Desi beds that can never touch. Um, she's on They do, one. but you have to fold the, sh- the blanket in between the two <laughs> right, right. to make sure that everyone That's knows right. it's two separate yeah, it's beds. two separate beds, everybody. You face opposite directions. But, but he, uh, 
so she's on one side praying for her family and to make sure everything's good. And he's just on the other side and she can see him. And he's just saying, don't let anybody take her from me. I'll <laughs> die if she, anybody mm. takes her from me. I'll die. Even in the fantasy at some point, she's has to, she has to be like, we have to discuss this. This is too much right. pressure for me. Yeah. Mm. Uh, we've been, we've been, we've been make-believe married for 25 years. <laughs> I've never been make-believe unfaithful to you. Mm. I've given you two, maybe three make-believe children. And you're still <laughs> make-believe insecure about whether or not I'm going to have a make-believe affair with you. Uh, <laughs> with you? Against with you? you? I, 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 on you? I, 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 I think cheating <laughs> on him. Cheating on him. There you go. Right. I, I right. couldn't figure out how to get out of that one. But you know I mean, what I mean? I think um, his, his response... Turn into the skin, Rachel. Turn into the skin. <laughs> <laughs> I think his response, of course, would be, but I see you sitting at the window twice a day. Right. Right. At the same time. And she's like, oh, yeah, but, you know, it's just my imagination. <laughs> and then he's like, that's how this all started. Yes. Don't you see? Like, she's like, okay, look, I didn't want to make this awkward, but I'm just going to be honest with you. I've been getting some texts from Jesus. Um, he's worried about you. <laughs> There's a lot of insecurity here. And he just, like, he just, you know, he's just, he just wants you to, like, be okay with this. Okay? Right. It's, it's, it's starting to freak him out. And he sees a lot. So to freak him out, I'm just, I'm just saying. Yeah. That's all. Like, let's, let's figure this out. Um, do you guys think the reason why she walks past his window every day is because she works in that department store where he's a mannequin? That's my other question. <laughs> Has to be. Yeah. I, yeah, think, okay. I think she's Rhoda. I think she actually decorates the, the window displays. Mm. <laughs> and that's how oh he sees her. Oh, my God. How sad. Occasionally, she would, like, touch him sometimes Aww. To, re to redress him, and there's nothing he could do. Aww. Rough. That's rough, Poor man. Poor Jeff. Um. <laughs> Sam Crenshaw is his only friend and a mouse. So sad. Uh, so, um, yeah, I think we mentioned this, but the part where he says that he would surely die, that's just, that's a, just lot. a lot. Um, uh, yeah. In I case don't. anybody was wondering, uh, I know we haven't gotten to this, but this song is from 1971. So... The tender rhapsody that he hears mm -hmm. is not, in fact, Bohemian Rhapsody. Mm. But that know, would be amazing. True. Well, you know what? You know what's crazy? It is what? Bohemian Rhapsody. He wrote Bohemian Rhapsody in his fantasy long before Bohemian Rhapsody came out. He's like, because it starts. Is this the real life? Is this just Thank fantasy? Thank you. And then he wow. walks, sees her walk by, and he says, "Mama mia, mama mia." <laughs> <laughs> He's got a little Italian. <laughs> what if what if what if he does have like a whole rich fantasy life and this is just a taste of it? Like he's just like, oh, I'm married to that girl. Uh, I'm the quarterback for the Jets. Uh, we just won. <laughs> yep. We just won the Super Bowl. Um, you know, whatever. Yeah. Like uh, I was a Bob Hope Beatle. is the president. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. I'm in a, exactly. I'm in a group called the Temptations. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, just crazy stuff. Crazy stuff. Right. I'm a mannequin, and I got promoted to hat. Like, a lot of things he could be <laughs> yeah. imagining. Um, it's the so yeah. uh, secret life of Walter Mitty. <laughs> <laughs> um, so the only other thing that he says is he says, my, just my imagination running with me. I, I've never met her, but I can't forget her. So That's a great line. It's a great line. It's a great line. 
But again, why can he not forget her? What happened? Is she not going uh, past his window now every day? He doesn't have to forget her because she's always passing by his window. Unless there's something he's right. not telling us. I don't know. Oh, that's all I had. I'm just putting that out there. No, 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 <laughs> no, no, no. I, I mean, I agree with you. No, I think um, it's just his way of saying that he can never forget her. Right. Sure. Well, I mean, I think the sad thing, though, about this line, too, is that this puts the finality on it where he yeah. says, I've never met her and I can never forget it, which means he's never going to meet her. Yeah. Yeah. So well, this will always just be his imagination. And even even in the line, but in reality, she doesn't even know me. In there, there's a sense or there's a possibility that they've bumped into each other or that they've met each other, but she doesn't know who he is. They just met each other in the grocery store or something like that. This is the final lowest rung of I've never met her. All I know of her is the time she passes my window. So that right. really does yeah. put it just gets a smaller and smaller and smaller like pinhole of of how he knows her, which is not at all. Right. Yeah. 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 I mean, it could be it's this is a lovely song that the more you talk about it, the more depressing it sounds, but <laughs> it's sweet. It could come off. It is. As really, it is very sweet. It could come off as really creepy, but it it doesn't. It comes off as. Until Very we sweet. talk about it, it doesn't come off as creepy. Oh, sure. Well, okay. I mean, again, now there's mannequins you know... coming to life, and you know, <laughs> right? Taking. I mean, this the fact this is place in the middle of the woods. Yeah. I mean, the fact that this is all in his head, and he's just sitting there at the window. I mean, like it's internally creepy, but it's not like he's like following her right. around. Or no, anything, it's just you know? it's a very sweet, kind of right. sad, unrequited love song. Yes. Yeah. You're right. And I I do think that there is something to be said about the fact that he only sees her as he she passes his window. Like Dan said, then it's not like uh she goes past my window and I sneak in the bushes downtown. <laughs> you know, there's no that, he's right. not continuing it and being right. a creep about it. It's just this woman he sees over and over again. Yeah, He'll and you get meet. you get the feeling that that's the highlight of his day. Yes, so sad. It was just my imagination, and I'm hiding in her closet, like something like that. <laughs> right. I mean, would be more concerning. There are definitely songs like that. <laughs> but it's uh, like, and so hmm? I will say one more thing. So this does this takes this out of the realm of. I think of stalker song, much like "Don't Stand Too, So Close to Me." Those kind of songs, different. Yeah, it's it's a different vibe. Although, well, that's actually not a stalker. Uh, I mean, every breath I mean, you take. I mean, every, every breath you take. take. Yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. So, um, now "Don't Stand So Close to Me" is uh has problems for other reasons, but not, <laughs> yes, it sure does. Not yeah. stalking necessarily. No. Um. All right. Anything else on this song? This is an amazing song. It's a classic. Yeah. If you don't well, like we'll it, I don't know what to tell you. <laughs> Get out. <laughs> um, you don't deserve to right. be in hat. You're going to be demoted uh, to socks. <laughs> <laughs> what, what would be like the worst job for a mannequin? Like, I don't know, work gear, maybe? That was like, you know, you're going you're gonna to model the like... uh. 
reflective vests. Yeah. <laughs> yes. How about that? I think so. I think so. Um, You're on a reflective are- vest. <laughs> no, please. I have a family. Um, <laughs> My children are just the other department. No, we just put those kids next to you because you're in the family department. You don't belong to you. Um, what about our dog? That is a stuffed animal. That's not even a mannequin. I I will just say part of, I think, the reason that um, it can be misinterpreted what this song is about is if you listen to that that line in reality she doesn't even know me uh-huh. they they kind of start the chorus over that right so it it gets a little bit lost and that's like that's that's the cornerstone of the story sure and so that could get lost and so i'm i'm forgiving myself for misinterpreting it for so- for so very long <laughs> i'll say that yeah that's fine <laughs> mm-hmm you let and yourself Michael, off the we, hook here, Michael. That's yeah. fine. Oh, absolutely. And we forgive you. Yeah. More importantly. Michael, that's the, that's the important thing. That's right. I thought you did, but it was yeah. just my imagination. <laughs> well done. <laughs> Good dad joke. Okay. Uh, <laughs> I'm going to do it like three, four more times. Let's talk about Expanded Universe. What do we got? Expanded Universe. Well, I will say first, this is not within our expanded universe, but in, okay. in the expanded universe mm-hmm. of music. Um, mm-hmm. Are you familiar with the song You're Beautiful by James Blunt? I am, yes. Yeah. Um, it's, it, 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 it reminds me very much of that, where he kind of, I think he, he sees somebody on the subway and like creates this whole oh yeah uh, life with them. And I, I think it's... It's that type of thing. Yeah. But instead um, of instead of uh, mm-hmm. every day through the same window, it's one time on the subway. So right. that could be a little oh. bit creepy. Mm-hmm. I'm going to forgive myself for not really knowing what that song is about. Um, and and <laughs> only knowing the part. Only knowing the part where he goes, you're beautiful. It's true. I, beyond that, I wasn't even really. Yeah. I don't know any of the lyrics. That's so that's good to know. But uh, taking it back to our universe, sure. Um, he could be. I mean, depending on our reading of this song, if we wanted to go more creepy or less creepy, if we wanted to go more creepy, yeah. he could be the neighbor from Angie Baby. <laughs> wow. That okay. Wait, yeah. that's real creepy. Hold that on. Just, really? Well, creepy. he. All right. Look, he sees. He sees her through a window. He doesn't say what window. Because isn't the neighbor from Angie Baby like creeping outside her window? Yeah. But he also, I mean, he the says whole he'd point though is through my window. Oh, right, okay. Through my window. Also, he's again, like we said, this is why he's not as creepy as the guy from Angie Baby because he's not doing anything. He's just watching through the window. But I will say okay. this: right? that would definitely make a big difference, Michael. If he said, <laughs> yeah. if, if this song started each day through the window, <laughs> yeah, <laughs> that changes the entire song. Yeah. Oh my gosh! Thank goodness. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> Now I just want you to imagine looking out your window and just seeing a mannequin <laughs> standing there. Um, so if, if it doesn't specify whether or not she's holding a tangerine, but if she is uh, and she's walking to work every day, she would be modern girl. Aww, okay. I hope she is. I think she is. I mean, yeah. she's probably modern girl. She's a modern girl. Um, I mean, she's a modern. That's why he's in love with her. She's a modern girl. Yeah. <laughs> And he knows that she's just going to go home at night and watch TV. That's right. And um, she's happy with that. 
if she's um all we know is is we don't know the relationship that Herman had with Mrs. Brown's daughter, uh-huh. but uh, we just know how awesome she was. So maybe in Mrs. Brown, you've got a lovely daughter. He <laughs> he just goes to Mrs. Brown's house and says, hey, you've got a lovely daughter. I see her through a window. We've never actually spoken. Yeah. Mm. It just like, she's, she's like, I'm sorry. She has never mentioned you. <laughs> I don't know who you are. It's like, don't, no, you don't understand. Don't. We got married. You were at the wedding. I pictured you. You were in a <laughs> blue gown. Mrs. Brown, don't you You helped remember? us decorate our country house. Yep. I do not. Uh, Herman, Herman, this is great. Don't, don't, don't read anything into this. I'm just going to pick up the phone receiver and dial 9-1. Um, <laughs> <laughs> well, it's England, so it's 9-9. <laughs> oh, that's true. <laughs> and then 9. Yeah, 9 um, again. Uh, what about, you know, we don't know where he is. Is it possible that maybe she takes a train to and from work and he's in prison? <gasps> and, uh, oh, that's why he sees. Prison? That's why he sees her out. the Like all he that's has to do all day in. is look out the window. Yeah, that's he, right. He sees her go by on the train. Oh, my God. That's why he goes by. She goes by his window every day because she's on a train that goes by. And, and he's, he's he can't he can, that's why he has this crazy fantasy. Oh, that's perfect. And I love it. Oh, I love that one. And he can only yeah, see yeah. her for an instant because she's on a train. <laughs> Hopefully it's slowly yeah. going past, but he doesn't even see her, you know. Mm-hmm. It's cuz it says well, that I, she passes by. It doesn't say walks by. Right. Just saying. Um well, I was going to say that I mean, you guys, I assume you can guess what she says to herself every day when she walks past the window, right? She always feels uh, does like. Does she always feel like? I always feel like somebody's <laughs> watching me. The answer is, and I have no is. privacy. <laughs> so it's true. Yeah, yeah. Maybe they do live close to each other, and eventually he'll try and reach out to her by sending some sort of a note that tells her to uh, knock three times on the mm. ceiling. Oh, oh yeah. You could be yeah. Tony Orlando. Even if it's not, yeah, even if it's not Tony Orlando, maybe Tony Orlando, Tony Orlando could give him some pointers. Yeah. Yeah. You know? Now, Tony Orlando, that was a guy who knew how to meet people. That's right. Right? He wasn't sitting at home. <laughs> a complicated system. <laughs> yeah. He was making things happen. Oh, but that's why you need to hit on the pipes with, a, with like a secret complicated system of communication because you're in prison mm-hmm. yeah yeah so it's not so easy to just talk to people uh, you can't, you can't just take your trash cans out you gotta you, <laughs> you gotta create right, some sort exactly. of signals <laughs> hey i'm just i'm just uh just put my trash out outside of your cell what are you talking about <laughs> he speaks to tony orlando and he says i think i'm gonna talk to her he's like, just just walk up to her and talk to her no 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 right. no, 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 no. <laughs> you gotta get her to move in downstairs from you and then mm. Or upstairs, and tap right. on pipes or knock on the knock on the floor. Right. You have to send her. You have to send her a, a secret code that a, that explains to yeah. her what to do, when to do it, and how to uh, tap out. Um, yeah, Morse drink code. your Ovaltine <laughs> on the on the pipes. <laughs> and he okay, says, so "I think I'm just guy... gonna talk to her." And he says, "Tony Allen says, all right, it's your funeral." I uh, yeah, I guess <laughs> worked for me. I'm, I have Dawn, I mean, I like, and Dawn is two people. 
He's like, but I got trash cans. <laughs> I got so many trash cans. Um, so this guy's sitting at home, uh, letting his imagination run away from him. He's getting depressed because he doesn't have a girlfriend. He's never going to talk to you. So he pulls out a certain limited run single that's specifically yep. designed for the lost and the lonely. <laughs> you betcha. You bet, yeah. And, uh, yeah, yeah. and weeps He's, himself and... to sleep to the dulcet yeah. tones of Pearl. And Pearl sings him, sings him back, back into his dreamland. Yep. So, I love it. Um, love it. All right, let's take a quick break, and when we come back, we'll talk about the history of this song, which I'm sure is gonna be fascinating with story behind the story. Hey, Pantheon listeners, Christian Swain here. You caught me just finishing up some editing on getting real with John and Beth. I want to share my first experience with Factor Meals for you. I think you'll find this interesting because I bet the same thing happens to you. I had just received my first shipment from Factor Meals the other day, and I was excited to try one of the prepared restaurant-quality meals for myself. Anyway, I was working away and noticed it was very late, and it was my night to make dinner. I jumped up and headed to the kitchen, went to grab the ingredients for the dish I was going to make, and realized I was missing a prime ingredient. Well, I could make a run to the store, or I could make one of my new factor meals. <laughs> Actually, the choice was easy. I grabbed a cavatappi, an Italian-style pork ragu with garlic broccoli, heated the oven per instructions, and minutes later was enjoying a very delicious, nutritious, and dietitian approved meal. It really was everything factor meals said it would be. No prep, no mess meals. Factor meals are 100% ready to heat and eat. Take it from me and head to factormeals.com slash pantheon50 and use the code Pantheon50 to get 50% off. That's factormeals.com slash Pantheon50 and use the code Pantheon50 to get 50% off. Check out the songs of the Story Song Podcast. Find the Story Song Podcast, the official playlist, and the Story Song Podcast, the official classic playlist on Spotify to stream all the great songs we review on the show. All right, we're back. It's time for Story Behind the Story. This is where we're going to tell you uh, how this story came to be in reality, not in, my, not in our imagination. Uh, but before we do that, uh, we have another review that some uh, wonderful person was kind enough to leave us. So, Rachel, I think you have that. Yeah. Handy. So this, uh, this is a five-star review for, on Apple Podcasts by Pink Buick. Not Pink Cadillac. Pink no. Buick. Uh, it's, uh, it's more functional. That's Pink right. Pink Buick. Titled Fun <laughs> Podcast. It. It's, it's titled Fun Podcast. Story Song Podcast is so much fun. I feel like I'm driving to work with my friends. Keep being awesome. Thanks, Pink Buick. That's so nice. I mean, don't tell um, me what to do. I'll keep being well, awesome, but only because I want to be awesome. Because you said Pink Buick. Okay, fine. I'll do it because Pink Buick said to be awesome. I mean, we're going to keep being awesome because we have no choice. Yes. Because that's, that's, that's just, just the way what it we is. Do. <laughs> but um, but uh, yeah, thank I'd you, like to Pink think Buick. that you're driving to work in a Pink Buick. <gasps> mm, oh, maybe she is. Please let us know. Or if he, you have... Why did I think? Please let us know because you're thinking Aretha Franklin. Um, nah, yeah, yeah. Please <laughs> let us know if you have a Pink Buick and if you are yeah. listening to us in a Pink Buick. That would be awesome. That would be super cool. But thank you so um, much. Thank you. Yeah, thank you so much. And uh, yeah, we really appreciate it. I'm glad you're enjoying the show. And uh, I'm glad you, uh, you know, feel like we're all friends here. Because I agree. We are. 
I want all of us to be friends. That's right. Yeah. I wish I, I wish we were all friends. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Um, friends with this I is mean all, friends with the this, listeners, not with each other. Yeah, no, these guys don't talk to me. No, 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 no. Light goes, mic goes off, ears go closed. (laughs) (laughs) Bye-bye, Michael. (laughs) We definitely, we definitely do not have a text chain where we uh, trade like really minute song trivia with each other. Incessantly. Yeah, constantly, uh, all day long. But anyway. Uh, thank you again, Pink Buick. If you would like to hear your review read on the show, it's the easiest thing to do. Just write a five-star review on Apple Podcasts or wherever you get your podcasts where you can leave reviews, and we will read it on the show. Okay, Michael. Yes, hi. Let's talk backstory for Just My Imagination. Sure. Uh, what do you got? Um, so Just My Imagination, open parentheses, running away with me, close parentheses, Mm -hmm. Uh, was released as a single on January 14th, 1971. Can I stop you right there real quick? Yes. (laughs) And just say, well, I was just going to say, this is one of those funny things where when you come after something, right, and you're sort of looking backwards, if you had asked me before, you know, an hour ago when I looked at your your backgrounder here, I would have said, oh, this song is definitely from like 1962. Yeah, early 60s. That's... Interesting that you should say that because we will yeah. get to that. Okay. Ah, okay. So, anyway, um, go ahead. <laughs> it was written by uh, Norman Whitfield and Barrett Strong. We'll talk a little bit about them later, but they are big deals. Um, so, uh, as I said, it was released January 14th, 1971. And after nine weeks, it reached number one on the Billboard Hot 100 chart uh, the Oof. week of April 3rd, 1971. Uh, the top five that week were Just My Imagination at number one. Sure. Me and Bobby McGee by Janis Joplin at number two. Crazy. For All We Know by The Carpenters uh, at number three. She's a Lady by Tom Jones at number four. What's Going On by Marvin Gaye at number five. And I thought I'd tell you number six is a bonus because it's awesome. Proud Mary by Ike and Tina Turner. Holy mm-hmm. moly. Sometimes we do those. So, and, what a week. <laughs> yeah, sometimes we do these yeah. and like one or two of them are uh, really amazing and maybe one is interesting. I mean, there is not a loser in the bunch. Yeah. Mm-hmm. I mean, this was a yeah. solid six right here. Yeah. That's, that's a week where any one of them could have been number one. Yeah, 100%. And- yeah. Um, so Just My Imagination stayed at number one for two weeks and was replaced by Joy to the World by Three Dog Night on April 17th. Another great song. Um, it reached number one on the Billboard R&B charts, number 33 on the Adult Contemporary chart, which was uh, The Temptations' first single to chart on the Adult Contemporary chart. Ooh. Uh, on the Canada RPM chart, it reached number 72 and in the UK, number eight. Mm. Uh, so a little bit about the songwriters Norman Whitfield and Barrett Strong wrote and produced some of the biggest hits of the era and they're credited with helping to create the Motown sound and the psychedelic soul subgenre which we will talk a little bit about thank goodness for these guys psychedelic soul that's okay go on yeah yeah (laughs) I like that a lot yeah Um, so songs that they wrote and produced include this and this, the first one will show you how brilliant they were. They wrote and produced 
I heard it through the grapevine. Yeah, for the California Raisins. Great yep. song. <laughs> <laughs> there are three famous versions of that song. Yeah. Marvin Gaye, The Temptations, and Gladys Knight. They yeah. produced all three very different versions of that song. But not yeah. the Raisins. They, they didn't produce the Raisins. No, the, not they the did raisins. not. No, the ra- act, all right, the Raisins wrote and produced it. Or, or, the, or the Credence version, but anyway. Oh, that's right. Or the what? The Credence Clearwater version. No. Oh, I don't know if they did that. Oh, well, find out, Michael. Get back to us next week. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, what I read was was those three, but maybe, who knows? They also uh, wrote and produced I Wish It Would Rain, Cloud Nine, I Can't Get Next to You, All by the Temptations, mm-hmm. uh, War, which was a hit for... <laughs> <laughs> Good God, y'all! What's it good for? Which was... Absolutely nothing. Uh, absolutely nothing. Uh, it was a hit for Edwin Starr. Hold on, Star. hold on. Say it again. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, say it for Edwin Starr. That was a, a hit for Edwin Starr, but was originally recorded by The Temptations, but uh, Motown didn't want to release it as a single. Uh, they also wrote and produced Papa Was a Rolling Stone and Ball of Confusion, both uh, hits for The Temptations. Let me ask you, have you heard um, the, the Temptations version of War? Is it available? Is it available? It is available. Yes. It it was uh, it was released on their album. It just right. wasn't released as a single. I would just they, be curious gotcha. to hear. Okay. The, I've never heard that version. I'd be curious yeah, to hear I'd love their to take hear on it. I yeah. I think it's um, the Edwin Starr version is a little bit more intense. Mm-hmm. But uh, I I from what I read, um, Motown didn't want to release it as a single because it an anti-war song at that time might. Not go over well right. with some of their listeners, sure, and they wanted sure, sure. so. Gotcha. What is good for? Norman Woodfield also uh, wrote and produced "Car Wash" for Rose Royce. Working at the car wash. Yes. <laughs> Barrett Strong was also a singer who had a hit with Money, That's What I Want, in 1960. Oh, I love that wow. song. That's a great song. Which I think was the song that kind of put Motown on the map. Mm-hmm. Um, and they were both inducted into the Songwriters Hall of Fame in 2004. Rightly nice. so. Rightly so. Yeah. So this song had um, has had a pretty huge life and uh like a lot of temptation songs it's kind of a modern pop standard Mm -hmm. so there are several notable covers um of just my imagination um one of the earlier ones was by the rolling stones uh on their some girls album in 1978 um i've never heard that midler it's good it's really good it's 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 not as dreamy Mm -hmm. as the uh the temptations version but well, I good. mean, the Rolling Stones also well known for their very strong and uh, difficult harmony. So they're not, they're not. <laughs> they're like 12, they're like three part, har- four part harmony. They're not, they're not. Um, no. Uh, Bette Midler recorded it on her album Bet in mm-hmm. 2000. Um, and Madonna uh, used it as a, she added the chorus as part of a medley with her song Rain. On her in a live performance uh, in her 1993 world tour, the Girly Show. I gotta say that's um, terrific. That it's really great. It's a really cool moment. 
uh, yeah, there's the the song, the album version of the song has like a spoken word part in the middle, and she replaces uh, that with the chorus of "Just My Imagination," and the audience goes nuts, and and it's beautiful and very sad. Are they revolving at that point? Yeah, it's a really simple, really beautiful moment in the show where the three, she and her two backup singers, Nikki Harris, Donna Delory, are just sitting on stools singing. And they're on a revolving platform, and in the middle of the song, like during the, what would be the spoken word part when they sing Just My Imagination, the platform revolves yeah. around once, and it's really cool. It's cool. So, um, we're going to talk a little bit about The Temptations. Here's the thing. (laughs) The Temptations have a very long and very complicated history. So this is a very brief, uh, very watered down, very quick version of it. Yeah. Um, There's so much to say about them. They are incredibly influential. They are part of the soundtrack of the 60s. They have had continued success. They are one of the biggest groups in music history. What we're about to say will not do them justice. <laughs> no. And wasn't wasn't the sort of the point at Motown was that, you know, you had these groups like the Temptations where you could just swap people in and out because nobody really knew, you know, was no one's name was on the, the, the front, so to speak, right? So wasn't that sort of the idea that people could just kind of come and go, but the group would would last? Um I don't know. I I hadn't heard that, but I mean, they had a lot of lineup changes, mm-hmm. right? From early on. Um, so here's the fast version. Okay. Um, <laughs> so starting in the mid '50s, the founding members of the Temptations were members of various vocal groups, and ultimately, the members of two of these groups, the Primes and the Distance, formed the Elgins in 1960s. And mm-hmm formed the Elgins in 1960, uh, which is what would become the Temptations. They changed their name when they signed to Motown Records in 1961. Because Barry Gordy said, who the heck are the Elgins? Right. (laughs) I do have to say, side note, Temptations, great name. Great name. Just really nice. Yeah, it is. Yeah. Um, That's got to be a moment where they're like, question, has anybody used the name The Temptations for a band? (laughs) And when like, they it's said too good a name, I don't think so. No, no. Okay, dibs. We got dibs. We got dibs. <laughs> yeah, yeah. It's too good. A, somebody has to have used it. It's yeah. too good a name. But, but it's no. like it's very it's it's very it's suggestive without being like too much, right? You know what I mean? It's like you just yeah. And there's patience. something just the word has a, a musicality to it. Yeah. Um. Yeah. It's, it's a great name. Um. So the original lineup was Elbridge Al Bryant. Otis Williams, Eddie Kendricks, Paul Williams, and uh, Melvin Franklin. Okay. Bryant was replaced by David Ruffin in 1964, which is when, after they had released a bunch of singles, that they didn't really go anywhere. Um, when they got this lineup, it's considered their classic five era. And during this era, they had some of their biggest hits. The Way You Do the Things You Do... Um, with Eddie Kendricks on lead vocal was their first top 20 hit. Um, My Girl with David Ruffin on lead vocal. Um, I think that was their first number one on the Hot 100 and number one on the R&B charts. Uh, Get Ready had Eddie Kendricks on lead vocal. Uh, Ain't Too Proud to Beg. I Wish It Would Rain. 
Cloud Nine, I'm Gonna Make You Love Me, which was Eddie Kendricks and Diana Ross, and I Can't Get Next to You were all huge hits during this era. Um, they did early on uh, a tour with other Motown acts as part of the Motortown Review, um, but the Temptations were standouts and eventually would become internationally famous. Uh, and like I said, they were part of the soundtrack of the 60s. Right. Like They and like the Supremes were like the biggest acts in the world, you yeah. know, like or, or on Motown, at least, you know? Yeah. I mean, they're just I mean, the just that that lineup of songs is really incredible. And they I mean, being able to have two individuals who did lead vocals and have both of those lead vocalists have hits with the same band mm -hmm. just says something about the depth of talent. Yeah. In the band. Yeah. Um, they were among the first R&B groups to perform on national TV, uh, including appearances on Ed Sullivan, The Tonight Show, American Bandstand, Shindig, and Hullabaloo. Um, so in 1968 uh, was their next lineup change. Uh, David Ruffin was fired from the group Ooh. and replaced by Dennis Edwards. Oof. <laughs> At around this time, um, the Temptations, along with their producer, Norman Whitfield, who we discussed earlier, started to change their sound a bit, and they became pioneers in the psychedelic soul genre, uh, beginning with their 1969 single, Cloud Nine. Hmm. So they sort of started to adapt to the changes in music, basically. Psychedelic soul combines elements of rock music and soul music. So think like Sly and the Family Stone, a little bit of the Fifth Dimension. Uh, and the Supremes even did it with songs like Reflection, uh, Reflections and Love Child. Yeah. Um, so according to Kendrick's fans <laughs> eventually wanted a return to their original soul sound. Hmm. Uh, and according to Otis Williams, the group was actually getting tired of psychedelic soul after a couple of years. Okay, so forget um, everything I said. They, they didn't well adjust. i mean they, they did it did, they did and said That's they did enough. it they were pioneers and after a while well there i saw an interview with otis williams uh and he said that they were getting tired of of that sound uh -huh. to the point that they almost didn't record papa was a rolling stone Oof. and <laughs> that would have been a mistake I'm yeah, yeah. Right? <laughs> <laughs> and then they were like you know what let's just do it they 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 said they wanted they recorded it to quote get it out of the way mm. They were just like, let's just do it. Fine, we'll record it. And Fine, then... we're doing it. We're doing it. Let's go. Let's sing it. <laughs> Forget it. We got... Let's just sing this. Fine, whatever. Let's sing this classic song that everyone loves. Let's just sing it. Fine. <laughs> yeah. You've got 10 minutes. And then, you know, it was, a, it was kind of a hit. Mm. <laughs> it did okay. No, it was a huge hit. Huge. So, um, and kind of a story song. So, it's about, look out for that yeah. in the future. Mm -hmm. um, so, yeah. So Just My Imagination uh, was kind of a return to their original soul sound, uh, and it was released as a single from their Sky's the Limit album. So that's like what Dan was saying before, where it sounds like it's from the early 60s. It's kind it of sounds like their older I stuff. I love it. That was, their, uh, yeah. that was the point of it. Yeah. Well, and that's, I mean, you answered it, but that's the question I was going to ask, which was that because it was later, because it was 71, that's the thing that happens sometimes is that a song will come out, right, that's a throwback to an earlier sound. And right. then people are like nostalgic and they're like, oh man, I remember this. I love this. Then what happens is the next generation comes along 
And that song is now mixed in with all the other songs on oldies radio or whatever. And you don't realize that it actually came right. later and was a throwback. You just assume like, oh, this sounds like those other songs. So in your head, it just gets slotted in in that spot, not realizing again that, you know, originally it was supposed to be uh, a throwback to an earlier time. But at this point, it's so much time has passed that it all just gets compressed into one into one thing. Yeah. So. Yeah, and what's interesting is this was 1971. By the early 70s, um, you know, like psychedelic rock and stuff ha- and psychedelic soul had had hit in the late 60s to the early 70s. But by the early, like, early 70s, maybe up to the mid 70s, um, is when that nostalgia for the 50s and early 60s started to happen. Yeah. Right. With American Graffiti, Happy Days. Exactly. Um, and musically, too. I mean, there's there's a Carpenter's album called that we've talked about on the show called uh, Now and Then, where the entire second side of the record is an oldies medley. Right. And <laughs> Rachel's surprised to hear Richard Carpenter sing uh, Dead Man's Curve. Mm-hmm. Yep, that's right. That's right. <laughs> That's right. But again, and that was that was like an that was an exercise in nostalgia, right? Because he was like, yeah. "Hey guys, remember this song?" I mean, the a big one for that is you know you guys know that song, "Beach Baby, Beach Baby, There on the Sand uh-huh. from July to the End." So I mean, up until about five years ago, I thought that was like a, a like a a Beach Boy song or like mm-hmm. a like a, a Jan and Dean song, but it's actually from like 1975. Being like, hey, remember the Beach Boys? Oh, oh really? Yeah, yeah. It's I much swear later. I thought that song was like 1970, yeah. 1961. That's what I'm saying. It's it's a throwback. But again, <laughs> by the time I heard it on the radio, I was like, oh, this just sounds like the Beach Boys. So it must be from that time. And, you know, it must be one of those bands. But it's not. It's a it's a nostalgia throwback. Because if you actually listen to the lyrics, it is about how, like, that time has now passed. Mm. Um, you know, it's like, hey, remember when we used to go to the sock hop? Remember this? Remember that? Yeah. So it's about going back. But anyway, hmm. so I just, I mean, I just always find that stuff like kind of fascinating when it's yeah. like when when you coming along later encounter someone else's nostalgia, right? You know what I mean? <laughs> like, <laughs> it's is always sort of an it's sort of an interesting thing to to think about. So this song was recorded and released just before founding members Eddie Kendricks and Paul Williams left the group. Uh, according to Otis Williams, quote, uh, there was such a bittersweet feeling. Eddie had really changed. Paul was on his last legs. Watch the clip of us doing the song on Ed Sullivan. We're not together. Eddie is off by himself. There was no more group. Sure enough, when we played the Copa that week, Eddie left between shows. He didn't come back. <laughs> Imagine if so... they finish the first show and Eddie's like, hey, I'm going to take off. Like, all right, be back here in an hour. Nope. No, no. Yep. Or he's like, yeah, I'm short. Yep, I mean, yep. I'll be there. I'll be there. I mean, Holy I assume Moses. it's spirit resolved at this point, but my question would be, what did they do for the second show? <laughs> <laughs> they, they just sang backing vocals. Yeah. Um, <laughs> they're just like, hum. <laughs> like, running away with. <laughs> that was that's the point where you just hold the microphone out to the audience say take it you say uh, or just like hey guys 
so real quick, we just invented a brand new thing called karaoke. Uh, so somebody want to come on up? Question. Is, just like, is hey, who knows the words the to this song? Is there, is there a pip in the audience? A pip. <laughs> you need one more person. Sure. Um, and I have seen those performances from, I think it was January 31st, 1971 was there actually the last time the temptations performed on Ed Sullivan and yeah, there's, there's a physical distance. Wow. I mean, it's but frankly, the performance is fantastic. I mean, it's frankly crazy to think that Ed Sullivan was still happening right. in 1971. Yeah. He was on, I think for 23 years. Wow, that's crazy. So I'm not sure exactly when he went off the air, but he went off the air in the seventies. Um, so, the Temptations seem to have an adaptability that's kept them around for 60 years. Um, there have been nearly two dozen Temptations since the beginning. Mm. Um, Otis Williams is uh, the founding and only surviving member of the original group oh, and is the only member who's been with the group consistently for the last 60 years. God bless. So, he's still with them. Wow. Yeah. Good for him. Um, other current members and (laughs) they do have other long-term members Uh Um, so the other current members of the Temptations are Ron Tyson who joined in 1983 Terry Weeks who joined in 1997 Willie Green Jr. who joined in 2016 and Mario Corbino who joined in 2020 Uh, over the years they've had uh, 42 top 10 hits uh, and uh, 14 on various Jeez. charts, but 14 yeah. number ones. That's sure. crazy. And they've continued to chart into the 21st century. So I think their most recent chart entry was like 2007, something mm. like that. Um, That's longevity. Yeah. Ain't Too Proud, The Life and Times of the Temptations, uh, is a Broadway musical based on the temptation story it opened at the imperial theater on broadway on march 21st 2019 it opened at the imperial theater on broadway on march 21st 2019 after 21 previews uh the production received 12 tony award nominations and its cast album received a grammy nomination and on may 10th 2021 it was Mm -hmm. announced that the production which shut down in march of 2020 due to the COVID 19 pandemic would resume performances at the imperial theater on october 16th 2021 coming Mm. back baby (laughs) in a 2019 article about ain't too proud rolling stone magazine said in the nearly six decades that the temptations have been active their unwillingness to fit into one type of mold has led to a near peerless level of enduring relevance. They can sing, they can dance, they can most certainly woo, but they can also inspire and lead and be a voice of change as demonstrated in Ain't Too Proud. Wow. So. Wow. Rolling Stones. That is a fast version of the Temptations history Mm. and sort of shows uh their longevity and again we will probably do other temptation songs so yeah. anything we say here cannot do the impact that they've had no justice. i mean even just the fact that they have 60 years of you know of longevity you can't get that at all in one podcast episode yeah. there's no, no yeah. way yeah there's no way they're a ken burns documentary you know <laughs> right that's <laughs> all right Let's take another quick break, and uh, when we come back, we'll talk about the lesson we learned from this song with Lessons Learned. 
Hey, Pantheon listeners, Christian Swain again with something every podcast listener and music junkie needs to hear. As I'm sure you can guess, I listen to a lot of podcasts. I also listen to a lot of music, so having high-quality headphones and earbuds are absolutely critical to my day. Oh, and I have numerous pairs. In fact, I have a junk drawer of used devices that have bitten the dust, so I've tried them all. Recently, I was sent a pair of earbuds by Raycon, and the first thing I noticed was the cost. Uh, Looks like their products are about half the price of other premium brands. Okay, that's cool. And the reviews seem pretty stellar. Okay, checks that box. So I got my Raycon Everyday Earbuds, a nice packaging to open, and what I immediately noticed were the pack of ear tips for sizing. Uh, I'll tell you, I have small ear canals. Uh, I know, a flaw. So to see choices for the best fit, uh, especially while exercising, (laughs) oh yeah. And yes, they were immediately comfortable. Sound quality was great too. Plus I have three EQ options that I love because I like more bass in my music and less in the podcasts. Eight hours of playtime for the battery is great as well. Surround sound, noise canceling, and awareness mode all included. I think I'm in business and I just realized I've had them in all day. Like I said, super comfortable. Go to buyraycon.com slash pantheon today to get 20% off your Raycon order plus free shipping. That's right. You'll get 20% off and free shipping at buyraycon.com slash pantheon. Hey, we're friends, right? Well, friend, maybe you can do us a favor. Go on Apple Podcasts and leave us a five-star review. If you do, we'll read it on the show. It's just our way of saying thank you. Thank you for being a friend. Travel down the road and back again. Biggest gift, card attached, St. Olaf cheesecake, you know the rest. All right, we're back. It's time for lessons learned. What lesson did we learn from this song? Uh, let's start with uh, let's start with Michael. Michael, what lesson did you learn from this song? I learned that if you're gonna stalk someone, mm-hmm. 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 I like where this is going. <laughs> <laughs> and you happen to be thinking about doing renovations on your house. Sure. Put in a window seat. Mm. <laughs> okay. That's true, yeah. You don't have to stand there. Yeah, you don't want to stand there like yeah. a weirdo. You just want to sit there mm-hmm. comfortably yeah. and, and, and wait for the person to go by. And if it happens to be that you see them on their way to work mm-hmm. and it's early in the morning, you grab a blanket, you just sleep there. You know what I'm going to yeah. say, too? Set your alarm. Uh, if you're doing all that, all that renovation, I think window seat, perfect. And then uh, on top of that, you get those um, blinds that can open from the top or the bottom, so you can push them down and just have your eyes peering out the top of the blinds. Mm-hmm. So they can't see you completely, and you can still stay, stay nice and comfy on your window seat. Mm-hmm. Totally. Yeah. It's no, just yeah. it just the... makes smart. That's smart renovations <laughs> for the creepy stalker and all of us. Yeah, yeah, and and you know the the blinds just make you a little bit creepier, so it's yeah. cool. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. 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 It's you you know, it's good advice for the modern efficient stalker. <laughs> that's, that's right. right. That's right. 
Because um, if you're going to stalk, comfort should be something to consider. Number one. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, yeah number one. Um, I would just say that, uh, you know, guys, look, they say don't dress for the job you have. Dress for the job you want. <laughs> Which is good advice for everyone except for mannequins, right. because mm-hmm. what what they are dressed as is the job that they have. That's right. Um, yep. And so, but I would say, you know, again, if you're a mannequin, maybe sneak out uh, when the store is closed in the middle of the night. Maybe put on like a nice pair of sneakers yeah. and be like, "Look, I could be fashion wear." Like you That's never right. know. Um, like those mannequins but, yeah. in the uh, Twilight Zone episode where they turn the lady into a mannequin. Uh, spoiler mm-hmm. alert, I guess, from like 70 years ago. Uh, <laughs> yeah. I mean, my, Rachel. Play around with it. it Mix it up. I'm going to say, here's the thing. If there's an episode of The Twilight Zone with living mannequins, someone's going to turn into a mannequin by the end. I mean, <laughs> yeah. come on. Yeah, without a doubt. Not for nothing. Without a doubt. But, uh, Rachel, what'd you learn? So, here's what I learned. If you're a woman walking down the street, mm-hmm. head on a swivel. Keep your head on a swivel because <laughs> a couple of things could happen. Number one, you could turn, lock eyes with somebody looking out their window and fall in love. Number two, mm. you might find that somebody is looking out the window creepily at you and you need to contact somebody. Number three, there might be a magic mannequin. And at the very <laughs> least, if you don't fall in love with them, you could probably make some money off of it. Yeah. So or uh, head on a swivel. Yeah. I mean, yeah, or you could have a wacky '80s adventure. That's right. Um, yeah, and meet and meet your best friend Hollywood. So <laughs> that's right. That's right. A and lot of make things a note, happen. If you if you do see somebody staring at you uh-huh. creepily while you're through a window while you're on your way to work, yeah. mm-hmm. uh, you're gonna want to change your route on uh, trash days. Yeah, because they're gonna <laughs> right. try and come talk to you. They're gonna be out there. They're gonna yeah, be yeah, like, yeah. I've, I've got bottles and cans. Yeah, and finally, if you're Kim Cattrall, just be aware you might be a mannequin. Right. So, yeah. Yeah, yeah. Yep. Um, or Christy Swanson? Sure. Who's in the sequel? Maybe. Let's say that. Maybe Christy Swanson. And look, the most important thing is, if you are a mannequin, yeah. mm-hmm. nothing's going to stop you now. That's, That's right. true. You betcha. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, all right. Well, uh, on that notes it always comes back to mannequin on that note uh <laughs> thank you guys so much for listening this has been the story song podcast please follow us on the socials like instagram twitter and facebook and if you could leave us a five-star review on apple Podcasts or wherever you get your podcast we'd certainly appreciate it just like pink buick thank you so much again uh thank you guys for listening i'm dan mcinerney i'm rachel oaks and i'm michael gazelle We'll be back at you next episode. Thanks for listening again, and goodbye. Bye. Bye. Our theme music was written and performed by Jason Flowers. Find him on Twitter at Jason Flowers with a Z. Some of our bumper music was provided by Purple Planet Music. Our logo was designed by Dan Geva. Be sure to like us on Facebook, follow us on Twitter at story underscore song, and on Instagram at story song podcast. And don't forget to leave us a five-star review on Apple Podcasts or wherever you find your podcasts. The Story Song Podcast is a proud member of the Pantheon Podcast Network. Go to pantheonpodcasts.com. Thanks for listening. It's the Story Song
Is somebody highlighting something in the document by any chance? Oh, oh I'm sorry. I didn't know you could see that. I'm sorry. <laughs> it's like flashing on and off green. I'm sorry. I'm it's sorry. okay. I'm sorry. I'm sorry. Um, so I'll take that again. Yeah. What would you do to achieve the American dream? The big house, the happy family, the money. 911, what's your emergency? Would you put in the hours? Would you take a big swing? What's the problem? What's the problem? Would you lie? Would you cheat? Would I shop? Would I shop? Would you kill? Yes. From Airship, the studio behind American Scandal, comes a new true crime history podcast. I'm Jeremy Schwartz, and I'll be taking you inside the minds of some of our most notorious felons and outlaws, exploring the dark side of the American dream. In my new show, American Criminal, you'll meet the picture-perfect brothers who killed their parents, the thief who stole babies, the crypto king who siphoned off billions and plenty more. From assassins and gangsters to killers and con artists, whatever the case, whoever the criminal, you don't know the full story until now. Don't miss the debut season of American Criminal, The Menendez Brothers, beginning February 29th. Listen wherever you get your podcasts, or to get early ad-free access to the entire season first, plus hundreds of other ad-free history podcast episodes, subscribe at intohistory.com.